Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Dr. Philip Fletcher. Welcome to the Humanity Matters broadcast, where we discuss and reflect on theology, philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social justice, where we wrestle with the important question of what does it mean to be human? And so I want to open up with a thought from uh, Dr. Howard Thurman, uh, who said the following, every man is potentially every other man's neighbor. Neighborliness is non-spatial. It is qualitative. A man must love his neighbor directly, clearly, permitting no barriers between. And so I just wanted to offer that thought today in the context of uh, love and what does it mean for us to love one another uh, without any barriers, without any hindrances. Hello, Joshua. Glad you joined us today. Uh, and be able to see one another as our neighbor. And seeing one another as a neighbor implied in that is that there will be differences, but even uh, because of those differences, uh, that we are willing to extend ourselves in order for the benefit or the flourishing of another human being, group, or society, and ultimately uh, the world in which we live in. And so today, you know, I want to talk about what does it mean to love, specifically uh, considering uh, the news lately leading up to the election and apparently uh, this caravan of men and women and children who have been coming from different uh, countries in uh, Central America that are coming toward the United States, uh, who have stopped in Mexico and apparently within the next week will be at our southern border. And so looking at love in the context of caravans, but also uh, social media and how does that play into it? So what does it mean uh, to love? You know, borrowing from a Christian perspective, which I adopt, uh, God is love and God expressed his love through Jesus Christ. Uh, There are other uh, definitions of love, different summaries of uh, love. There's different types of love. The Greeks identified there's a friendship type love. There's a familial uh, type love. There's an erotic type love. And then ultimately there is this unconditional or agape type love. And so uh, what does it mean to be lo- to love uh, is that in some form or fashion that you are giving yourself uh, for another. Now, the second thing is uh, looking at social media, you know, and I have to ask myself, can love be actualized through social media? And what caused me to reflect on this is looking at uh, the variety of memes that have been coming across uh, for and against these men, women, and children that are coming uh, in this caravan is how it's been characterized by uh, different news outlets and politicians and advocacy groups. Uh, But, you know, I look through my own social media and the other social medias from other persons, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You see all of these different memes uh, that are speaking on behalf of immigrants in these caravans. And then uh, also wondering why the United States um, would welcome these uh, immigrants. Uh, And the caravan has been characterized as... um, you know, males and people that are seeking uh, refugee status or asylum status. Uh, They've been characterized as working age males who are just coming 
uh, to benefit economically and what the jobs that are available in America. They've been characterized as terrorists and, and criminals, so on and so forth. And typically that's come from the president of the United States. But at the end of the day, the, the question I have is, is how can love actual be actualized? How can it be present through social media? And so you see these, these memes, uh, and I read one uh, uh, sign that said on social media, and this is from a Southern Baptist church, uh, and it essentially said uh, that um, heaven has a, a, a walled policy, a immigration policy, and, and hell has an open border policy. And I was just like, okay, that's that's a little over the top. But then on the other end, I saw uh, from a different uh, church that was is more liberal, progressive, um, however you want to characterize it, uh, stating that all 5,000 should be welcomed uh, to our doorsteps. And so that caused me to think as people are sharing these memes and posting them, and then because people are sharing these memes, uh, obviously, because it's social media, people get into different types of arguments. I ask myself, are we actually loving these uh, potential uh, persons uh, that are coming across the border seeking whatever it is that they're seeking? I don't know what it is they're seeking. Um, most of us don't know what it is they're seeking until we actually interview them and find out what their individual situations are and where they are coming from. But I have to ask myself, um, is this the true expression of love? Are we uh, actually speaking on behalf of these men, women and children who are also in need of some type of assistance, whether that's seeking refuge, uh, being declared, looking for asylum or even just looking for work? And so uh, are these memes helpful? I mean, are they or are they just used so that I can stake out what it is that I want to argue, you know, uh, express what my biases are, uh, preventing me from actually hearing uh, what is going on to the other side? Hello, Tiffany. What's going on, Bradley? Once again, I want to keep in mind what it is that we opened up with, that every man is potentially every other man's neighbor. And so... Uh, are we treating one another as a neighbor first? Or are we just wanting to keep bring these people in and then at some point later on in their life, we don't treat them as a neighbor? Or are we going to refuse to treat them as a neighbor by keeping them out, not taking the opportunity to hear their story and what's going on and doing uh, what is right on their uh, behalf. And so the question I ask myself is, how can we actualize love? Um, how can we actualize it? Because part of love is suffering. Once again, I'm adopting a Christian perspective and love is, is, is understood through sacrifice. It is understood through suffering, but it's also understood through uh, redemption and forgiveness and all those things. But part of it is, what are we willing to risk for others? And so I want to talk to my brothers and sisters on the left and my brothers and sisters on the right. Uh, you men and women that are sharing these memes for or against these men, women and children in this caravan. And the question uh, that we have to ask ourselves is, what are we willing to risk 
for others. And so to my brothers and sisters on the left, as you are sharing about we need to welcome them and we need to bring them in, uh, I have to ask, are you willing to open your buildings? I'm not going to say homes, okay? Um, Are you willing to open your buildings to house indigent persons, persons that are coming uh, in this caravan? Uh, Are you willing to open up your your businesses, maybe you own a warehouse, maybe, you know, for those of you that are members of a church. So I'm speaking to those who are more left-leaning or more progressive, uh, my democratic socialist type friends. Um, What are you willing to offer up in order to advance the human flourishing of these men, women, and children who um, many are arguing are seeking refuge and asylum? Uh, because it can't begin and end with the sharing of a meme or a tweet or being mad at Republicans or the GOP or President Trump about how they speak of or how they characterize these men, women, and children in these caravans. And so are you willing to open your buildings to house, to support these indigent persons? And if not, why? Uh, The second thing is this, is uh, what percentage of wealth are we willing to contribute in supporting these persons? Um, A lot of things that I've learned in nonprofit leadership is this, is that uh, helping people is not free. Helping people costs money. Uh, Resources are, are very limited already. And we're already making the argument that 1% of the American population has like a lot of the wealth, whereas everybody else has like that much, okay? And so if the people who have that much are arguing for that we need to bring in people, right, that have nothing, all right, what are we willing to give out of our wealth in order to help these people? And that's a question that we have to ask ourselves. Once again, it cannot begin and end with social media posts. Um, that if we're wanting to welcome these men, women, and children in, if we are believing, starting with the pro- uh, presupposition that uh, this caravan is uh, groups of men, women, and children who are seeking asylum and fleeing uh, you know, devastation and economic depression and crime and all of those kind of things, when they get here, it's going to cost us something. And so um, out of our wealth, which would be our tax dollars, are we willing to give more? Are you willing to have your paycheck reduced in order that more people can be helped? It's a question that we have to ask ourselves. Or are we willing to Uh, take our income that we bring home, what we net, and are we willing to take more of that, you know, no, you know, not as much Starbucks, not as much, you know, trips, um, not as many leisure activities in order to help these men and women. I don't know. There's something that we need to uh, ask ourselves. The third question I would, I would ask is, uh, what is the current work being accomplished with persons in this country? And so, you know, on estimation, we have about 11 or 12 million persons who are undocumented, who, um, you know, some would 
characterized as not being here illegally, so on and so forth. So the question is, what is the work that you are accomplishing now for those men, women, and children? And if we're not accomplishing that now, but we're asking for more persons to come in, are we helping those individuals? Uh, we have to ask ourselves, are, are, are we just going to silo those individuals in particular communities, have them there, and then they're forgotten about? It's a question that we have to ask ourselves. And then to my brothers and sisters on to the right, I would have to ask as well, um, there is this ongoing, continual tendency of wanting to merge uh, speaking to my Christian brothers and sisters, faith with politics. Like it's such a marriage that if, if you are to tear it, I think a lot of people would just become uh, undone. And so the question becomes, if you're not willing to have these men, women, and children come into the United States, and if your position is... Um, you know, a wall, or if your position is uh, reform to uh, the immigration, what is that going to actually look like? How will that be uh, compassionate? How will that honor not only persons that live here, but also honor uh, men, women, and children who are seeking to come here? I think that is a question uh, that we have to ask ourselves. You know, that SBC sign talking about, uh, you know, heaven doesn't have open doors, but hell does. Um, you know, just the imagery that comes across uh, is not very helpful of all. Um, it is reading a lot into scripture that is not there. That's what's called eisegesis um, instead of exegeting the text, um, you know, with the understanding that uh, the point of the redemptive story is not necessarily dealing with uh, the policies and politics of the nation states, but more so the kingdom of God. We got to keep that into consideration. And so love being actualized, we have to ask ourselves, uh, what are we willing to risk for others? And then finally, what does it mean to be human? It means sacrificing for others. It means an intentional participation uh, beyond technology, beyond marches and beyond signs. I mean, wow, we pontificate a lot on social media we do a lot of marching, have a lot of signs, uh, but at the end of the day, love requires an intentional participation with other men, women, and children. And finally, it requires us listening to one another. Instead of sharing a meme, sit down and listen to somebody. Listen to someone and understand why it is uh, they want to welcome all of these persons that are coming into the caravan. At the same time, listen to somebody who is concerned about the number of people who are coming in this caravan and understand their concerns as well. I think it is cheap. I think it is an intellectual cop out to automatically assign to somebody labels like racist, xenophobe, uh, white nationalist, because they have concerns about persons um, and how they are coming uh, to the United States and why that is. Um, I think that is a cheap way of getting out to listening from another person's point of view. Now, once you hear them and, you know, the terms and the, the 
ideology that they're using is if, if it tends to be racist or xenophobic, then got it. You know, call a spade a spade. Uh, but the first thing we have to do is sit down uh, and listen to one another. Why? Because we should all seek to be one another's neighbors. We should seek to do the hard work of listening to one another. We should seek to do the hard work of uh, having a quality of life with one another that says, hey, you know what? I'm going to listen to what it is that you've got to say. And we're going to move on. And I may not agree with you, but I do understand where you're coming from. And I am willing as one human being to another to understand what it is that you're saying. And so, you know, those are my thoughts today on what it means to be human as it relates to love and caravans and social media. Um, I think the the memes um, are not helpful at all. I think uh, these memes are very disparaging. In fact, I saw one meme uh, that just completely like blew my mind. So uh, in the meme, if you've seen it, it is a uh, depiction of Jesus in the temple and uh, he's whipping these white guys at the table and the table is set with these white guys and in front of them there's different like JP Morgan uh, Chase and different banks and corporations and Jesus is whipping them and you know you see these white guys you know running and Jesus is brown skin okay awesome that was cool all right uh, but then Jesus is wearing this red sash and he has the hammer and sickle and and I say, okay, that's that's too far uh, for a number of reasons. One, that's not the Jesus of history. I, I don't know. You know, that's a Marxist Jesus or a, a Lenin Jesus, if you will. But that's not the, the Palestinian Jesus of history uh, who lived uh, in the shadow of the Roman Empire, who uh, was the leader of and, and spoke to... Uh, oppressed people and sought to bring together men and women uh, for the glory of God. Uh, That Jesus that's in that meme uh, was someone who was advocating by virtue of the sash communism and socialism which Jesus never did. Jesus argued for the kingdom of God. And so as people share those type of memes um, they are guilty of Uh, presenting a Jesus that is never existed. Uh, They are presenting a Jesus who is historically inaccurate. Uh, They are presenting a Jesus uh, that is seeking to fit a particular political and economic ideology. Um, And the fact of the matter is that Jesus that's in that meme is powerless. That Jesus... um, if you will, is that Jesus, hear what I say now, that Jesus in the meme is dead and in the grave. So just take that into consideration. And so we need to be careful how we misappropriate Christian thought and specifically uh, Jesus Christ uh, to advance a particular perspective. Jesus at the end of the day was about loving your neighbor. And we close once again with what Dr. Howard Thurman says, who is pulling out the words of Jesus, that every man is potentially our neighbor. Neighborliness is non-spatial. It's qualitative. 
It's not to be counted. It's qualitative. It is. It's substantive. It is. It is something that it transforms. It is something, uh, an experience that we realize um, that we need in our lives in order that we would be better men and women um, in our society, uh, ultimately for the glory of God. So uh, those are my thoughts. If you got a question, I'll take them for a moment. Um, I thank you for visiting with uh, Humanity Matters today. Uh, Humanity Matters discuss and reflects on theology and nonprofit leadership and philosophy and social justice. For more information, hit me up on my website, philipfletcher.org. You can find it on YouTube as well at Humanity Matters. Subscribe to the podcast. It's on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify. So like this, uh, comment. I'll answer anytime today. Share. And remember... If we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. So take care. God bless.